Well, hello, and welcome to the Through the Word podcast, as pastors Chris Mitchell and John Bell seek to answer questions that come from the reading of God's Word, beginning in Genesis all the way through to Revelation. Thank you for joining us. Well, hello, I'm Pastor John Bell. I'm Pastor Chris Mitchell. And, and we're together. Hey, yes, great. <laughs> it's so good to be together, and thank you for your prayers as we were in Puerto Rico, got to see the Lord work in mighty ways there. Praise God. And as we were still able to read God's word, wherever you are in the world, you can still read through the word of God and, yes. and still, and now you can still do podcasts together. <laughs> True. Even if you're in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean, where the Atlantic Ocean touches the Caribbean Sea, you are able to do a podcast with someone in South Carolina. So, That's right. So as it is pretty here, your view, the same as you had down there? No. <laughs> <laughs> Some pretty purple flowers. Yes, I, I will say that the structure that I'm in currently in our church building is much stronger True. than the structure that we were in and helping rebuild Miss Maria's house. But thankfully, you know, by the gifts that were given to the North American Mission Board through the Annie Armstrong Mission Offering, which is this week is Absolutely. focus on Annie Armstrong Mission Offering. Uh, we were able to do some great work there in Puerto Rico. So thank you for that. Uh, this week on the Through the Word podcast, we are in the book of Joshua. And so next week, if you have any questions regarding the book of Judges, would you please send those in to through the word 22 at gmail.com? And Pastor Chris, if it's okay with you, we'll go ahead and jump into those questions. Yeah, I'm sorry I got the order sort of out of the way there. So no, I'm sorry. <laughs> I didn't I didn't notice. <laughs> we have a laid back podcast, so we just we but we do seek to answer your questions and mm-hmm. we want to take God's word seriously even though the podcast is a, is laid back in its format. That's right. But the first question that we have is in regards to the river Euphrates. And so uh, we find this mentioned in Joshua 1:4. The great river Euphrates was a boundary mm-hmm. for the promised land. Um, it was also a boundary in Eden. We find it listed in the Garden of Eden as a river there. And so the question is, is the promised land part of Eden? You know, the Bible is silent on the exact location of the Garden of Eden. Okay. Uh, as far as the Euphrates, now you'll find it sometimes mentioned, and, and you said the Great River, sometimes it's referred to as that. Yes. Um, that river is mentioned in the beginning, so Genesis chapter 2 okay. uh, speaks of it. It's sort of sprinkled. Throughout the Old Testament, okay. whether it's said called the Great River or sometimes it's said the Great River Euphrates, right? Sprinkled throughout the Old Testament, you also find it at the end of the Bible in right. Revelation sixteen. So, it is the same river, yes. But access to the Tree of Life found in the Garden is still only accessible through the work of Christ on the cross. So right. We don't. We I can't say definitively. We can't find in Scripture that. Yes, those two kind of overlap. Okay. Um, the Bible doesn't speak to that. Right. Um, but we do know that that access to that tree of life is um, still being guarded. Right. In the sense that access is only possible through the work of Christ on the cross. Yes, and thankfully so. Because right. we do not want to live in eternity only knowing the tree of knowledge of good and evil. That's right. And have access to the tree of life right now because... We would be in an eternal state of sin. That's right. And so praise the Lord that he has set up that boundary for us. And then one day, and in the end, we're going to be able 
to have access to the tree yes. of life, but there's not going to be that tree of knowledge of good and evil. <laughs> so I'm looking forward to that day. That's right. And praise the Lord. It's going to come. But um, as far as, you know, the answer to that question, uh, the answer, I guess you could say, yes, it's the, the river is there. Right. But is there access to the tree or are we in the Garden of Eden? Or is there any access to the Garden of Eden right now? The answer would be no. I, I would say so. Okay. Yes. Well, thank you for that. And thank you for sending in that question. The, the next question that we have is as re, in regard to a sin that re, occurred after the fall of Jericho. Mm -hmm. And so we have Achan, who he, he there's plunder that's dedicated to the Lord alone. Right. Achan takes some of this plunder, and it seems to be Achan's sin that has occurred here. And so the question that we had from one of our listeners and somebody reading through the word with us is, why did Achan's whole family, livestock, and his belongings all have to be destroyed for his sin? Well, we can't, again, go to a specific place in Scripture and say, well, this is why. Okay. You know, like there's not a verse where we can pinpoint and say, right here it says this. And, and so we don't want to speculate where we don't have additional information. But we do know Proverbs 15, 27 says, that whoever is greedy for unjust gain troubles his own household. Okay. All right, so we do know that. That's a general principle right. in the word. Now, Achan was greedy. Right. He was greedy for the things that belonged to the Lord because all of that plunder, like you said, was mm -hmm. supposed to be devoted to the Lord. Yes. So here's Achan, greedy for something that's supposed to belong to the Lord. Okay. Now, his sin brought trouble to 36 men who went up to Ai in battle and died. So right. they died. They, they didn't have anything to do with this at all. No, and, and, and but no, they died ahead. as a result of his sin. Right. And then, like you said, his whole entire family. Now, when Joshua 7 opens, okay. it says that the people... Now, this is so interesting. It says the people of Israel broke faith in regard to the devoted things. Now, okay. wait a minute, you say. I thought it was just Achan. Right. And it was just Achan. This is but, the people. Yeah, but now it says the people broke faith faith. Okay. Verse one of chapter seven ends saying, and the anger of the Lord burned against the people of Israel. Okay. So notice this again. Yeah. It doesn't say the anger of the Lord burned against Achan. Okay. It says it burned against the people of Israel. So there was a corporate nature to the people's instructions on how they were to handle the devoted things. Yes. I mean, it was a universal, this is what y'all do when you get there. And so you start to think about this. It was God's grace then that only Achan's family perished okay. and not the entire people of Israel. Yeah. Israel was considered a corporate unity in covenant with and service to the Lord. So whether it was one or it was many, mm -hmm. all of Israel is involved. Okay. And so then when you get to uh, Joshua chapter 22, yes. uh, verse 20, it's, it really helps us put this in perspective. It says, did not Achan, the son of Zerah, break faith in the matter of the devoted things? Okay, so he's yeah. reminding them, wait, didn't Achan do that? But then he says, and wrath fell upon all the congregation of Israel, and he did not perish alone for his iniquity. So here you have this story, the yeah. story of Achan, this whole okay. issue, helps us see once again the holiness of God. Mm. It helps us see how there are dire circumstances for disobedience. Now, God doesn't always explain his reasons for why he does things, 
but we can always know that he will do what is right. Yeah, and he's, he always expects his people there. to obey. I mean, even when I'm thinking of this, I'm thinking back to the days when I used to play ball, and if I made a mistake out on the field, the whole team had to run. Sure. That's you know, right. It's like you made a mistake, the whole team had to run because we win and we lose together. Right. And so, I mean, that may be an oversimplification of it, but... I mean, God's seriousness towards his people representing his holiness. Right. Is to the rest of the world. I mean, to, yes. the, to everyone else, that covenant people were, mm-hmm. were supposed to be so different and, 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 and be one. Right. And so he's saying, this is something that you should not take lightly, showing right. my holiness to the whole world. And as a result of Achan's sin, his whole family suffered. And even all the people of Israel suffered in that initial battle. Exactly. But once that... Holiness was rejoined and the sin was brought forth and there was punishment there. Then the Lord, he, he brought out conquered And they defeated AI. AI. Yes. Right. That's right. Well, thank you for that. Thank you guys for sending in that question. Mm-hmm. The next question is, is one that it, it's actually hard. It's a kind of a troubling question. It's something that comes from the whole theme of Joshua. And that is this conquering of the people of the land of Canaan and putting them all to the sword. Basically, you know, it's an ask of wiping out these entire groups of people so that the Israelites can come in and possess this promised land. And the the question is, is God pro-genocide? It's a great question, certainly as well in our cultural context right right now with what's going on on the world scene. Uh, we need to first remember that Israel was a theocracy up until the time of King David. That basically meant that God was king. Yes. Um, Israel was God's chosen nation. They were in covenant with him, and they were the only nation like that in history. Okay. Never been any other nation like that. So on this side of the cross, we know that Jesus instituted a new nation that's not bound by territory or lineage, but one that's going to consist or is consisting as, as God works in people's right. hearts of people from every tribe, tongue, and nation, welcomed by grace through faith. Yes. So we know that for us now on this side of the cross, right. and we can say no nation currently on the planet has the right to say, I can push and conquer peoples and eliminate peoples on, on in the name right. of God. Because any nation can be a part of the nation of Israel as as a way of being grafted in, grafted in because yes. of what Jesus Christ accomplished by his death, burial, and resurrection. That's right. But let's get back to what's going on here. Okay. As God's chosen people, Israel was God's instrument of judgment on the Canaanites. Their sin had risen to God, and their annihilation at the hand of the Israelites was just punishment. Yes. We know some of the inhabitants of the land had heard of Israel's God, but chose to harden their hearts toward him. So yeah, you still see that happening. And, and you know, not just Pharaoh, mm-hmm. but others later, they, they knew. Rahab knew. She yes. had heard about and she Israel's re- God. And she reaches out too. Right. And is, and is spared. Yeah. Yes. So it's not like he's just uh, wanting a people group to be erased because they're, he doesn't like them, yeah. that people group. And, he, and it's not like he didn't give them much time. He right. gave them a multitude of years because this promise is yes. given in Genesis 15. Absolutely. So now, as Christ's church, we don't take up arms to conquer land. We go into the world to make disciples. Okay. We're seeking the conquest of souls. Yes. Uh, with the good news of Jesus Christ. So 
Well, it's not the same as what's happening on the world scene now. No. It, it, and that is rightfully so, that we want to carry the gospel in and we allow the gospel to be that changing agent. And, That's right. And then the Lord says, in the end, vengeance is going to be His, right. declares the Lord. And so we don't need to ever take that on ourselves to carry out His judgment right. on His behalf because He says, I'm going I'm to take it. <laughs> right. Well, thank you for that. Um, the, the last question we have is, is one in regards to the book of Jasher. So we, we find this mentioned in, in Joshua 10, uh, Joshua 10, 13. Um, and it, it just says, it, is it not written in the book of Jasher? And so, you know, it says the sun stood still. So we're talking about this battle where, you know, a credible action of the Lord and answering oh, prayer yes. took place. And the sun stood still and the moon stopped until the nation took vengeance on their enemies. And is it not written in the book of Jasher? And so the question is, what is the book of Jasher? <laughs> it's probably a collection okay. or compilation of ancient Hebrew songs and poems. Okay. And those ancient Hebrew songs and poems were praising the heroes of Israel and their exploits in battle. Okay. So Joshua's point in mentioning it here in chapter 10 is almost as if he's saying, hey, this really happened. You yes. can even go read about it in the book of Jasher. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of the point of writing it here. Okay. So, but there have been contemporary works by that same name. Okay. People have said, oh, look, we found the book of Jasher. Oh, wow. Um, there have even been some contemporary fiction books that use that title. Okay. But the book of Jasher that's mentioned here in the Bible is lost. Okay. And it didn't make it to modern times, but it was simply a book just celebrating, um, you know, what, what God has done and, and right. how he moved in some of these battles among the heroes of Israel. Yes. Well, thank you for that. And, you know, just in a side note of thinking through these extra biblical books that people claim should be a part of the Bible or something like that. I'm thankful mm -hmm. for literary experts that are able to go in and look at those books and say, there's no way that this was written during that time period because it has nothing in regards to the language that was spoken during that time period right. or the dialects. You know, it's the same as if somebody was to say, uh, a book that we found today was written in the 19th century. We don't speak English the same way we did in the 19th century. It was the same way with the Hebrew people. And so we're able to discover that right. and say, well, you know, there's no book of Jasher that is a part of the canon, but Joshua most certainly is. And so we can trust yes. it as God's word inspired by the Holy Spirit. And as we continue to read through God's word, we can trust all of what we are reading to be God's word inspired by the power of the Holy Spirit. Yes. Well, thank and you. meaningful for Absolutely. teaching and correcting and rebuking and training in righteousness Absolutely. to equip the people of God. Praise the Lord. Yes. Well, thank you for answering those questions today, and thank you guys for sending those in. And you hope you have a great day, and God bless you. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining us today on the Through the Word podcast. If you have any questions for us, please send those in to throughtheword22 at gmail.com. That's through the word and the number 22 at gmail.com. Dot com. God bless you. Have a great day.